name is Colin, that there is Stu, and this is the Evil G Podcast. Um, that there. That there. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing we drag out every Monday so I can talk. <laughs> there it is. Someone let Stu out of his box. It's time for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this box-like structure. Oh. <laughs> foreshadowing. Ah, how good was that? Foreshadowing. <laughs> yep, yep. Sorry, we'll, sorry. We'll get to that later. No, that's fine. Yep. Uh, we, yeah, that's, we will get to that later. Uh, but first, hey, did you enjoy talking about Activision all last week? I hope I so. Guess, I uh, hope you did. <laughs> because, because, holy shit. Here we go again. Um, So, like... You think they'd consider it's like, oh, they done the podcast, not and all, so we'll we'll stop now. But no, they kept on going. Uh, <laughs> it's all, it's all about us. So, um, well, yeah, the the ball just kept rolling on this stuff. Um, as if you listened last week, if you haven't, go and listen to that first because I'm not going over all that again. Um, but this is a continuation of the uh, the the lawsuit filed by uh, California's Department of Fair Employment. Employment and housing over the uh, sexual harassment and gender discrimination uh, at Activision Blizzard. Um, I think it's actually specifically Blizzard, um, and yeah, so so that hasn't gone away. Um, we know that uh, Blizzard came out with um, with statements, and uh, now over two thousand current uh, employees of Activision Blizzard. Uh, and former employees as well have signed uh, a petition um, asking for a few things. One of them being the resignation of your woman, Fran Townsend, who made that really shitty, uh, uh, mm. what is quoted as an abhorrent and insulting um, response to to the lawsuit, uh, where it basically uh, waved all that away and said, so, ah, we're nothing like this. Um, and that's uh, skills that she perfected working for a war criminal in George W. Bush. Um, yeah, so th- there's a they they outline four demands here, um, and they are an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in employee contracts, which uh, that kind of clause in a in a a contract. Uh, basically boils down to you can't sue us if we do stuff to you. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, that's not great. That shouldn't be in a con. pure dodge. Like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels, agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Uh, current practices have led to women in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination, not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men, uh, which the, um, the, that the Calif- state of California with, with their investigation found that it was only like 20% of their employees were women and none of them were in like high up executive positions. Um, so they're looking to put that right with that. Uh, 
Number three, publication of data on relative compensation, including any equity grants and profit sharing, promotion rates and salary ranges for all employees, all genders, all ethnicities. Ah, easy for me to say at the company. Uh, current practices have led to our aforementioned groups not being paid. So, so be uh, transparent about who you're paying and how much um, so we can see how, you know, how equal you're being. Uh, All right. And number four, empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire third party to audit ABKs, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what that is, reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff. Uh, it is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment, to propose new solutions, and uh, address these issues. Uh, so that's what everyone is asking for. Um, I don't know how many people are... Seems pretty fair to me. Yeah, it's it's nothing too outlandish, I don't think. Um, mm. And it's sort of stuff that, that really should be happening. The the whole, whole arbitration shit is like... I saw that when... Do you remember when Riot Games were going through something very similar as well? Yep. Um, that was a big part of it as well, is the, the arbitration stuff in there, um, where, yeah, employees can't sue. Um, which, like, that's just that that should send alarm bells ringing straight away. Yeah, if, if you if you have to sign a contract that says you're not allowed to sue us if anything happens, you're sort of thinking, why are you even saying that to me? It's like, I don't. How about instead you don't do a thing that will cause me to yeah. sue you? <laughs> Come on. Um. Yeah. Uh. So after that. Um. I, Bobby Kotick, in charge of Activision and Blizzard, the whole thing, um, <clears throat> he came out with a response um, acknowledging that the uh, previous response was tone deaf, as he says. Um, so he says, our initial response to the issues we faced together and to your concerns were quite frankly tone deaf. Uh, it is imperative that we acknowledge all perspectives and experiences and respect the feelings of those who have been mistreated in any way. I'm sorry that we did not provide right empathy and understanding. Um, so it, it goes on to, to say other things about what they're going to change and do. I point out that none of these are those four things. Uh, so you kind of off to a bad start there. Um, and yeah, uh, then the employees have come out and says that none of that addresses what we're worried about at all. Anything that he, he says, like you can go, uh, look up his, his full, uh, statement online. Um, I just point out that Kodak as well, um, his pay is like $155 million, uh, <laughs> this whole thing and that, that was approved by shareholders, so yeah, hundred and fifty-five million. Yeah, that's how much you get paid for being in charge of a company that makes computer games. Um, so basically, what all this culminated in was a a walkout. Um, mm. to to get these uh, as mentioned the the four things that that they they were asking for. Um. And yeah, uh, as basically right, Bobby. That that's not good enough. We're we're doing this. Um, we're not gonna sit about and go. Oh, that's all right then, and let this all get uh, 
brushed under the rug. Um, so yeah, it's good that they're sticking to their guns. Um, uh. they, they definitely should. Um, the, the response, I'll, I'll just read out the, re- the response from the, um, the employees. Uh, why we're pleased to see that our collective voices, including an open letter with thousands of signatures from current employees, have convinced leadership to change the tone of their communications. The response fails to address critical elements at the heart of the employee concerns. Uh, today's walkout will demonstrate this is not a one-time event that our leaders can ignore. Uh, we will not return to silence. We will not be placated by the same process that has led us to the point. this point. Uh, this is the beginning of an enduring movement in favor of a better labor conditions for all employees, especially women, in particular women of color, transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups. We expect a prompt response uh, and a commitment to action from leadership on the points uh, enumerated above and look forward to maintaining a constructive dialogue on how to build a better Activision Blizzard for all employees. Today we stand up for change. Tomorrow and beyond, we will be the change. Um... Yeah, so pretty powerful stuff there. Um, yeah, the, uh, it, it's good that this isn't going away. Like we, we've seen, as I said in the past, that there's two others here where we had Riot Games and Ubisoft, and that all went very quiet very quickly. Well, the Ubisoft one has been mentioned again recently, yes. if I'm not mistaken, because, I think because of all this. Yeah. So yeah, that that was sort of the the next thing that happened then is uh, the Ubisoft employees, uh, f- but five hundred uh, Ubisoft employees and former Ubisoft employees did the same thing in solidarity with the Activision Blizzard staff. Um, open letter signed by all these guys. Um, it's uh, yeah, uh, b- basically saying like we go through the same shit, uh, we're with you, um, and we're not uh, letting our bollocks go away as well. Um, that's happened. Uh, again, you, you can read all that stuff online. Um, yeah, the your, your man, how do you pronounce his name? Vez It's French, so I can't say it. You know the guy, that okay. guy, that guy in charge of Ubisoft. Um, he, he said he would do everything in his power and sure everyone feel welcome, respected, and safe. Um, but the open letter that they said is like, uh, this nothing's nothing's really changed. Uh, mm. We, the undersigned, have had enough. Um, it has been over a year since the first revelations of s- s- systemic discrimination. Harassment and bullying within Ubisoft came out. At the time, you acted surprised to hear of these acts going on within your own company. We gave you the benefit of the doubt. However, we have seen nothing more uh, than a year of kind words, empty promises, and an inability or unwillingness to remove known defenders. So um, apparently what's been going on is they've just been moving people about from teams. It's like, so you've got a bad rep- oh. reputation over here, so we'll move you over here when no one knows you. Um, and, and that's allegedly what's, what's been going on there, and, and no Jesus real Christ. meaningful change. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, the, so, yeah, that's what they're saying. They're, they're continuing to protect, um, promote the the offenders and, and their allies. Um, and I, it's, it's just do, do, do the thing. Like, yeah, do the thing. get the fuck rid of them. Yeah. I, I mean, like if, if me or you did something like that, you'd be, you'd be out in your ear so fast. Oh, I, oh, I, um, and I, I don't get why, why they, I don't get why they're, what they're getting out of protecting those people. And the, like, maybe it's like, oh, you don't want to see people lose their jobs, but like how many people have left a job because of these guys? And this, uh, it's, and that they'll, they'll never learn unless there's some sort of repercussion for their, for their behavior. Um, yes. 100%. Man. It's, it's shocking in this day and age that that's the actual process that they go through instead of like getting rid of them. It's like, oh, we'll just move you over here and maybe you'll behave yourself because you've been moved. It's like, no, clearly this shit has not worked. You either need to fucking really discipline this person, threaten them with fucking dismissal, or just get the fuck rid of them if they're just being that much of a like a fucking sexual pest in the office. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent. Um, you shouldn't need to. to nobody should be made to feel like that. Um, when they're going to work, like you know, uncomfortable looking over your shoulder, who's looking or watching. Um, like just on that as well, like. There's more stuff that that's come out. Um, like that guy we talked about last week, uh, who was in charge. He was the senior creative director uh, for for World of Warcraft, whose name I still can't oh, say. Oh, the guy that ran BlizzCon, Alex Alf uh. Alfrasai Al Uh Fuck, I give up. But anyway, like so. They confirmed that he was actually fired uh, because of misconduct. This is the boy who had the uh, his hotel room at BlizzCon was nicknamed the Cosby Suite. Um, people, some people try to say it's like that's because the decor looks so outdated uh, because of you know Bill Cosby's weird sweaters. Is like I right, not because of the whole like you know rapist stuff by any uh, chance because that's a weird fucking reference to make for something looking outdated um, yeah they could have called it the Tyson suite and said it was because it was the same colour of his uh, boxing trunks maybe <laughs> I fucking bet on that um so they, they there's also like a group chat called the BlizzCon Cosby crew um I, I'm gonna gonna read out uh, probably should have done content warnings for, for this shit at the start but yeah this is um, the message is saying, uh, I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Um, you can't marry all of them, Alex, referring to that guy. And he says, I can, I'm Middle Eastern. And then someone replies to him, you misspelled fuck. Uh, as in replacing Mari for fuck. Mm. Um, yeah, that, uh, that's pretty fucking shitty one um there was that enough. is just pure shitty bro culture there hey? yeah me if I, like i wouldn't like to think well you don't want to think but i probably was like, like this is a blizzcon it's a convention for fans of the game um cosplayers 
all that stuff and these creepy <laughs> bastards running about. Uh, it's uh, pretty icky. Like, um, th- there's another story came out where um, this was at a job fair, as in, you know, professional fucking environment where people look going around looking for jobs blizzard was set up there there's this woman who was uh, a security specialist uh, researcher um she was wearing a t-shirt that had something to do with because the the word penetration means something in cybersecurity because it, it's about you know test and penetration of um mm-hmm. you know s- security layers and that and and someone at the Blizzard, one of the Blizzard recruiters just asked her, do you like being penetrated? <laughs> and and then on down the road, um, she's working for a cybersecurity thing. Uh, Blizzard tried to, uh, you know, do business with them. And they <laughs> basically um, said, we will only do business with you under these uh, conditions. Um, that you first you apologize and we're putting on a, what do they call it? Um, a 50% misogyny tax um, onto their oh, fee, nice. uh, which would be donated to Women in Technology International, uh, Girls in Tech nice. and Girls Who Code. Um, yeah, but apparently Blizzard had no interest in, in agreeing, uh, agreeing to that um, and they still owe her with a for a formal written apology um mm. and here's a real fucked up one okay. I, I can't even imagine it right so at the blizzard offices they had rooms set up for um for mothers to breastfeed they didn't have oh any God. locks on them and men would just oh walk in and stand there and stare until someone shouted at them to get the fuck out like <laughs> things is like oh, this this place isn't even uh savable <laughs> like it's no um so another thing this has sparked up then is um a guy called jeff strain who used to work for blizzard uh he left to co-found uh arena net who made guild wars and then he also co-founded uh undead labs who do the state of decay games um, and he wrote a letter, uh, which was published on IGN, basically calling for unionization of game developers. Um, mm. And this is a guy in charge of studios, and he's like, I have nothing to fear from unionization, nor does any company that pays employees fairly and equitably and provides quality health insurance, models of respect, and civility for female, people of color, LGBTQ+, employees, and supports healthy whole life. So, like... Um, that, that's, uh, basically just calling, like, just do the unionization thing. Um, like, Mm. and, and if, if the company you're working for starts doing dodgy stuff, uh, or starts panicking about that, there's probably something wrong because you shouldn't really, like, companies shouldn't really be afraid of that if they're doing things right. If they are afraid of that, they're probably not. And on that, uh... Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, have hired the firm that dealt with the Amazon unionization stuff. And we see how well that went. Mm. 
Uh, so that's going to be the next thing is uh, they're going to do everything they can to stop their employees from unionizing. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Get the so. fuck off that sinking ship. <laughs> Some fun developments. Um, the problem is, though, if you, you're there, um, like you, you don't know like what it's like elsewhere. Is it the same? Like, does this sort of stuff, is this happening at Bethesda? Is it the same uh, deal? Or, yeah. You know, honestly, um, we, we don't know. Um, so this... Uh, I hate to think so. Yeah, I hate but, to think that the video game world has become such a big bro thing. I mean, it, it always has had that stigma. Um, it ha- well, I don't know. If, well, I didn't think it did these days. I thought, you know, the, the, the whole world of video games, I thought it changed since, I'd say, the mid-2000s. I mean, uh, you, know, there, you started seeing more women getting interested in gaming and things like that, and obviously there was more women in the games industry. And I just thought maybe the whole that video games were for boys thing had had was just not a yeah, thing anymore. But but I, but I think that's probably us being a boys ourselves. <laughs> I was going to say men. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a thirty-seven-year-old boy. Um, so, so, so it's, you can't own a comic book collection and be called a man. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> um, but but it's it's like it, it's hard for us to see that stuff because mm, we're not true, gonna we're not true. gonna experience any of it, and it's definitely still still there. Yet, like yeah, you know, going back to like the the Gamergate stuff, and you you still see it with all these misogynist YouTubers and, and stuff. Um, the, like yeah, you, you look at the res- like the the response to Last of Us Two, because basically yeah, yeah. It, its entire cast it was all about you know women and stuff and and people losing their shit at that and it's like Jesus Christ boys, you like what what is your issue like with women in general like what what are you what are you doing <laughs> like for fuck's yeah. sake uh I um. It's um, the whole thing. Remember the backlash for Battlefield Five as well. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you could be a woman, and and it gets hard. And I'm not even like like you could say it's like I don't want to be associated with it. It's like I I I'm not gonna like we shouldn't overshadow like the real shit and bother people are going through trying to like just because they like games just because uh, we might get tarred with the same brush. It's like whatever. I. Just f- let's just fix it and uh, stop mm. doing this shit. But how you do that with um, there just being so many arseholes out there, I don't know. I'll not be an arsehole if that helps. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll start. Mm. Follow our lead? Hey, why not? Would you follow our lead? <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all right. As much as we're fucking idiots, we're well mannered and you know somewhat educated idiots. Yeah, I mean, I I I hold to the thing as like um, games are for everyone. There, yeah. there's there's no one who shouldn't uh, uh, like if uh, like if you want to play Fortnite, you play Fortnite, and you should be able to do that and have a good time. Um, that's what games are about is having fun and then when you bring in this sort of attitude that takes away from that like you yourself uh, are 
a problem and maybe you shouldn't be involved in games because you're taking the fun away from other people. You're just as bad as cheaters. You're Well, you're worse than cheaters, but, um, you know, like, like why... I don't understand why you would want to take that fun away because that person being there isn't impacting you. Like, mm. uh, are, are you so insecure that, that playing as a as a woman in a video game... Uh, it somehow threatens your manhood. Is that is that what it is? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't like trying to well, understand it. Get... Yeah, go ahead. Tomb Raider. Yeah. But see, love the Tomb Raider bot, games. see, that's different because that's a big booby lady that you can perv on. Uh, it's it's when it when it, we you start showing realistic depictions of women. That's where it all falls apart for these guys. So, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, move on from this. <laughs> we might have more next. Well, week. <laughs> hopefully we do move on from this, and the whole yeah. fucking blizzard, fucking poor people can actually get to move on from this, and shit actually gets better for them. I well, really hope it does. Them because blizzard uh, makes some big fucking games as well. Yeah, Overwatch, man. Um, it makes it makes mm. you just not want to play Overwatch and say fuck them. Yeah, it's kind of sitting there staring at me now, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to put you in at the minute. Mm. Aye. Well, sure, we'll move on. Um, mm. Why do I have this story up? I don't give a damn about this story. Uh, anyway, um, so very quick one on uh, Halo. Halo Infinite had uh, this weekend kind of like a preview type thing of the multiplayer yes. where you, you could go in and play as bots. Um, but in Brazil, uh, Krispy Kreme, who make donuts, uh, had some limited edition master chief donuts um so halo infinite is slotted in for q4 of this year uh but this advert for these donuts uh had a um like a a statement saying why wait for november it's like what Mm. so so it's coming out in november then have you uh, is that what that means (laughs) um yeah, but that's a that's about all there is to it. It's like uh, that's the weirdest way I've ever heard of a game. Shit like uh, that happens all the time. That sh- I but by Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> so someone just overlooked it oh. at some point and said, "I ah, come." As someone said, ah, "Why wait for it? Um, we'll just say, um, why wait for November?" That, uh, that's a good. That's a good tagline. The, very quickly on the Halo Infinite thing. Did you read the story about the bots though? Oh yeah, the bots are absolute fucking murderers, apparently. <laughs> They're like uh, fucking SWAT teams. And will teabag life at <laughs> They'll empty and teabaggy. Apparently that the, the teabagging was one glitching out, but I like to... In my mind, that's not a glitch. That's by design. No, that's a bot. That's <laughs> big time. But I've seen this amazing video. Like, um, this, this guy, he's thinking he's fucking amazing. And then this bot... Fucking grapples hooks, but he grapple hooks behind him. So the boy's obviously trying to watch where he's going, and the bot just drops on him with a hammer. And you're like, "Fucking hell, these boys are not fucking around." Because the, uh, the first day they had them on like an easy difficulty, and then they put them up to like the second hardest. And then they're <laughs> talking for the last day; they're just gonna pump them up to like what do they call it, cataclysmic or something? It, <laughs> I reckon I, they'll just empty everyone. I guess uh, the difficulty is ODST. Difficulty. 
Is, oh, is, yes, that makes more sense. And, and it goes higher. There's <laughs> there's one called Spartan, which will uh, Spartan. Make, it, make it worse. It's like, yeah, the, the, there's an article um, on Eurogamer. The, the guy wrote it. It's like he, he was actually uh, trying to dodge in and out of cover, and the, the uh, a bot outsmarted him with that, and he feels very <laughs> embarrassed by that. Um, uh. Uh, crazy. Uh, so we've another couple of quick ones here. Well, this is a quick one. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen had an icon for one of their new classes, the uh, Sage, um, and it triggered... Uh, some people's uh, a phobia in some people called trypophobia. Have you ever heard of that? What what's that? So it's not actually recognized as a real phobia, but it's uh, a feeling of discomfort or revulsion from um, little holes in things. Um. Gosh. Do you ever see uh, a lily pod, seed pod? Yeah. Like that? So so some people get real fucking uh, grossed out by that kind of thing, where it's like um, a oh. bunch of irregular little holes. And I don't know if the, the, um, uh, the icon for this um, looked like that, and they had to change it because people were like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> um. Yeah, so yeah, some people are afraid of cluster clusters of small holes, and 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 that's what they went with for the uh, the icon, and now they've changed it. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right? Um, yeah, it's not recognized as an actual real phobia, but people really do get you know creeped out by by just looking at that shit. You ever see that? Uh, is it a frog? That has all the holes on its back, and that's where it's it carries its yeah. its babies, um, and that's where they hatch out of. It's like yeah, that yeah, drives yeah. that drives some people nuts. Jesus Christ! So watch out for that. The holes will get you. To me, this. <laughs> I don't know what's the phobia. I don't know. I'm trying to work that shit out. You'll be there all day. Yeah. Um, so they changed it anyway. And last one on the, the video game stuff. Uh, so the PS5 is getting a firmware upgrade soon and it will add the support for M2 solid state drives to be plugged in and expand your uh, your storage on your PS5, finally. Mm-hmm. And they have come out with the, the list of, of compatible drives. Um, and there's a couple of things... This seems a lot harder than the Xbox plug-in yeah. and away you go. So, did you, ever, did you ever change your hard drive on a PS4? Uh, no. I've done it on a PS3. It's fucking simple. Which is pretty easy. So in this one, um, for a start, not all the supported drives have a heatsink. And your drive will need a heatsink. Not all heatsinks will fit. So you need to make sure you have a heatsink that fits, or just buy one of the supported oh ones God. that already has heatsink, um, or else your thing will go on fire. Um, 
you then you need to take everything apart. It's got this big 12 steps of installation. You have to take the front cover off. Uh, Sony recommends that you have a well-lit room with a table to work on, uh, a number one Phillips or crosshead screwdriver, and a small flashlight. Um, so, yeah, this, <coughs> this seems like it's it's going to be a, a whole <laughs> handling to, 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 uh, to install. Yeah. Don't know what they were thinking here, considering the last two PlayStations have been so simple to change the hard drive on or update the hard drive or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just the way it's uh, designed. Um, I was going to say, is this why? Is this what we get for getting this mad design? We can't do simple shit anymore. Mm, but it's it's. I mean, I, I'm sure people will manage, and I'm sure there's some mm. people out there will, that will do it for you for a. A wee fee. Um, so the, the, there's the list of supported stuff at the minute. Um, you're looking at price ranges, uh, and these are all for one terabyte. Uh, the cheapest there is £151, um, which you need to get a, a heatsink for. Um, and the most expensive one is the... Seagate Fire Cuda 530, which is £220. Um, and that already has it heatsink on it. Uh, That's only one terabyte? One terabyte. Which, for, uh, like, that's... Prices for those have come down quite a bit. Um, for, yeah, for the, the, I'll, the I'll type of time. Drive. Yeah. Um, but the, these are particularly fast ones. You know, there's requirements for it like it, it needs to be able to to read it uh 5500 megabytes a second um mm. and I, as i said there's very specific dimensions of the size of the thing to fit in to the the port um you know not all of them will fit uh but yeah i i'm I don't know why why they decided to make this. Like, like I'm I'm looking at a picture of the the slot right now, and it's you, you ain't got much wiggle room in there. I'll say it say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why this port just couldn't have been somewhere a lot easier to access. I guess was this a a last minute addition? I who knows, but. Uh, yeah, at, at least at least the options there now, so you don't have to keep. True, true. And they, the, those are just the one terabyte um, additions, so you can go as low as two hundred fifty gig, five hundred gig, one terabyte, two terabyte, or up to four terabyte. Um, obviously, that's getting a lot more expensive up to the four terabytes, mm. but um, yeah, the M two drives used to be a lot more expensive than that. Um, but yeah, to to add a terabyte of storage, would you do it? Is it worth it? Do you add the terabyte, or do you take the older hard drive out and put the oh, terabyte no. in? No, this is in addition to what's already in there. Sorry, ah, uh, that's why you were saying only one terabyte, right? No, no, no. This is an expansion. Uh, it's in like an additional. Ah, 
I see. Obviously, on the PS4 and 3, you were changing your hard drive completely, where this is adding it, right? right, right. Yes. See, that would make it a wee bit more tempting, but maybe, again, I'll wait till the, the price drops. Because you say, <clears> you, you know yourself, hard drives can drop money in six months. Yeah, they can, but... You know, with the silicone shortages at the minute now. Uh, true, true. Right. So let's move on to some wrestling news. Where do we start? Well, I guess we'll just talk through Dynamite first. No, actually, let's start with um, the latest <laughs> release news. The only time we talk about WWE when they sack someone. Um Hi. So well, I don't know if, if this was a second or someone just wanted to go. Yeah, but anyway, the uh, Bray Wyatt has been released from WWE. Um, what's his real name? Something Rotunda. I have to check this. Okay. <laughs> Back checking. But I know... He- he hadn't been on TV since, what, Mania, if that? Yeah, Mania was the last time he was there, and there's thoughts of, like, that was kind of supposed to be the his character being put out the past you'd done away with. Uh, Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda. Wyndham um, Lawrence Rotunda. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's the, the, the son of IRS, if there's any old-school fans... Um, Mike, uh, Mike Rotunda. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he has been let go. Obviously he made a big, big impact on WWE, but he's, in my opinion, is one of the most mishandled, um, people, uh, or talents that they, they had, um, just running hot and cold on him constantly. Um, you know, they push him to the moon and then just cut him out from under him um he i really think he's good he's a really good character very good on the mic he can do the the creepy cult shit really well um mm. i wonder if, if is there any sort of cult-like organizations in other promotions that he <laughs> could maybe get involved with i don't know but um yeah it's it's always a sort of thing where it's like uh, you don't like seeing a guy get released, but at the same time, you're like, the possibilities. Yes. Um, now, I know you're obviously talking about uh, a cult-like group that he. I reckon if let's 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 just put the let's put the cards on the table. If Bray Wyatt or Mr. Rotunda was to come to AEW, mm-hmm. I don't think he would lead the Dark Order. I think he would mm. maybe be a part of it. He would I don't have think to, he'll ever he would have to be. It'd, it'd have to be something to do. See, but but see if there was anyone to go uh, like like uh, follow on from Brody, and it would be so like mm. uh, these two are really good friends as well. And part of the uh, apparently yeah. part of the reason why he hasn't been around is because he took his death really really bad and was in a really mm. bad place, um, like mentally. Um, so like it would almost be kind of fitting. And I I wouldn't begrudge yeah. that if he became no, true true the the leader of the the Dark Order. Even well, it'd be we, his own character. He wouldn't just be trying to mimic Brody as well. No, 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 no. But I definitely think they should they should use their history, um, 
if he, if he did. Well, they said they have no problem doing that in AEW. Yeah, if he did come to AEW, that is. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Um, I remember reading that at the uh, Brody Tribute show, Tony Khan actually contacted both uh, Big Rowan and Bray, and Bray wanted to, wanted to be there, but he knew he would get in so much shit if he went. Yeah. And I think that's what ate him up, that he, he couldn't go. And I then say, I say, he has been uh, eating at him, maybe. I imagine that, that would sort of weigh heavy on you. Um, but... Uh, I, I hope he I hope he does he doesn't just disappear now and he, and he continues to do stuff because um, if, mm. if there's any locker room he could be a part of that would would help him out with any issues like that it is the AEW locker room um, yeah because there, there, there's so many people in there that were you know great friends with with Brody um, and would be obviously there to support him and they could do so much stuff to you know, just to, to honor Brody's legacy. Um, mm. And I'm part of this, like, there, there's a lot of people really puzzled with um, with this release as well. It's like, uh, th- this is this guy, Nick Khan, who's in, uh, who keeps doing this. Yeah. So they, they set up budget cuts again, yet, budget cuts, yet they're bringing in fucking Billy Bitchcakes Goldberg again. To challenge for their oh, top title, and it's like, and I, and we know as well as like uh, his last like massive push, he got the title. He was doing his fiend stuff, all good shit, and then he gets jobbed out to Goldberg, like squashed by him because oh, is that, is that's that all. Took the, the belt off him. Yeah, and and because because that's all Goldberg can do, and they keep doing this shit with Goldberg. Um. Me is this because the Saudi prince like saying Goldberg? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm I'm sensing a fucking a Saudi trip in the near future. Um, but uh, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I don't like the shit talk WWE, but when they do, when, when stuff like this happens, it's like, could you imagine in AEW? So Sting's in AEW at the minute. Could you imagine oh, him, I know, him okay. challenging Kenny fucking by God Omega? For the title and squashing him in two minutes and taking the title off him. Could you imagine if that happened? Uh, you no, probably you I'm, can't you can't because Sting. it's so. I'd, I'd lose my shit. Yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. It, it just you wouldn't I don't think have I'd it. Tune in again. Hi. Uh, uh, it's like why? Like I, it's so, it's so it's like you know. Like if you like WWE, that's why I just watched uh, Money in the Bank and enjoyed it. It was a very good event. It was a very some good matches. The Edge match, Edge may be showing his age, but um, <laughs> but that like some really good matches on, on that show um, that I enjoyed. I am not above watching WWE and enjoying it. But it's shit like this. You like you let guys like this go. Um, and and say oh we don't have enough money out to cut budget uh get bill goldberg in here and, like how much is he getting paid he can't be cheap he can't be no no way because uh, he know he know well as we as we were saying there's obviously a saudi show coming up and i'll billy that young up-and-comer billy goldberg knows is, uh, that the saudis want them is there a saudi show coming up i'm guessing so uh, that was just a guess if, by me I, billy I, goldberg's been dug up <laughs> Dust him off. Get him uh, it's like God damn it! I, 
here's a bunch of Red Bull. You have to last a minute. No, they always do that thing where it's like, oh, just once in a lifetime thing, yeah, come and see him. And he's all, I just wanted my son to see me in the ring where you're like, ah, fair enough, and go go do that. that what? But don't squash Kevin Owens for fuck's sake. Squash yeah. Kevin Owens. Um, and then, by the wall, that was after that. It was him and Brock, was it? Or I fucking can't even remember. But um, uh, come on. Um, I seen a, a picture recently of of Bray and he, he looks in really good shape. He has dropped a lot of weight. And I don't know if that's for him and his um, mental problems where he's just not eating or if he has been working out. But he still looks built, but he looks yeah, yeah. more slender. Um, well, I know when he first left and came back as the thing did lost a fair amount of weight, hadn't he? He, 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 he did. I remember him as the original Bray Wyatt and he was a, just a big, heavy boy. Like. Uh, uh, um... But wherever he ends up, I wish him all the best because he is one of the few that I actually enjoyed as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's talk through... Would he be a good member at the K? He would, I. He'd, he'd fit in there as well. Or maybe he, he might want to... Sorry, just to dive in there. He <laughs> <laughs> might want to do something different as well. You never know. Um, true, true. So, on the, the Dynamite, um, and straight in here with a 10-man tag. So, this is Fight for the Fallen. 10-man um, tag, the Elite... Just Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and the Good Brawlers versus Hangman Page and the Dark Order. Um, we have to just quickly to talk about the entrances. Oh Jesus, the entrances! As might have been. They were. I was going to say it might have been the best part of the match, but the match was so fucking good too. The entrance, that like that was yep. the, the Hangman and the Dark Order coming in. They had this whole fucking package where like you don't need to wear a hat to be a cowboy. Them all doing cowboy stuff, running about on horses and that and then they all come in all lined up hangman comes into the end they go up the ring the pose that gave me fucking chills and i was like is this? Uh, when when they done the hand thing hangman done his pistol thing at the yeah. same time you're like oh that's so good it's like he's not the leader of the dark order but at the same time kind of <laughs> maybe a all wee right. bit but i um so, and then the Bucks come out. Obviously, Space Jam 2 has just come out. That's a Warner property. We're on TNT. It's owned by Warner. They're wearing Space Jam shit with basketballs. It was um, fucking hilarious, though. Fucking fools, hey. <laughs> but it works. It works. They're, they're such dicks. Because Nick Jackson's been doing all the trick shots on BT yeah, as yeah, well. He yeah. starts fucking trick shotting and all. So but, it's just perfect. And, and what else is perfect is like they tried. Who was it? They tried to do the indie taker, which is the uh, the tombstone where and your partner does a flip and sort of helps you down oh, the yeah. tombstone. It was on uh, silver. Yeah. So so they were doing that to the outside with the basketball hoop, and uh, Nick Jackson was going to dunk the basketball and do the flip for the indie taker, but he fucking misses the dunk, and you're like, ah, you fucking arsehole. <laughs> and it's like it's better <laughs> that you missed that because you're a heel. Yep. So people can go, you know, chant, you missed that gene. So yep. And then he slam dunks it and goes right up to the camera and goes, I get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. Aye, uh, that's good shit. Um, yeah, just so, so much uh, multiple uh, fucking big spots with multiple people. A couple to point fucking out. Stu Grayson nearly killed Stu himself. Stu Grayson, fucking a big flip into the outside. Five boys there misses every fucking one of them goes in the middle. Is like, come on, guys, could not one. He is like 
caught him. Like I looked, uh, he was fine though. So, <laughs> um, nah, he's too great, and he just fucking shook it <clears> off the maniac. And so, so we lose Alex Reynolds roll up, um, and then Carl uh, Anderson goes out to Evil Uno. Stu Grace and Doc Gallows get counted out, fight out in the crowd, um, and then we we lose Uno Omega. One winged angel, him, um, Paige, and John Silver. John Silver goes on a fucking tear. Um, he does, and but eventually gets taken down to where we see the uh, the indie taker on the floor, um, and then Paige is there three on one, um, and that whole thing made him look like they had to cheat to take him out. <laughs> he did ah. a double book shot. <laughs> Lariat as well. He took out our buck, and then they had to cheat. Yeah, aye, uh, they they hit him with belts, uh, and then the elite win. So we're all like, now what? Did your jaw hit the floor? Uh, which part? When they lost? When the elite won, there was like, hi, oh, yeah. what the fuck happens now? I, I I kept being like, right, how is it? like he's gonna look like a fucking monster taking these three out, um, and how is it gonna happen? But then I was like, oh, of course it didn't. I was kind of more just because I'm buying into it here, so more crestfallen than than, than shocked. <laughs> I was like, it it was going that way, and I didn't want to admit it. I will point out one thing in this match. Um, we need we need a. You need a CM Punk reference uh, counter here because first reference, Ooh, uh, Nick Jackson does the knee into the corner followed by the Bulldog, CM Punk move. Mm. And I he definitely did. He doesn't usually do that move. That was a reference. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so next up, we have Taz on a Wii platform. <laughs> oh, but first we had a, a backstage uh, with Pac... Um, and uh, the Lucha Bros right. nowhere to be found. Andrade comes out and says he got them a he got them a, a limo because he knows how to treat his guys well. That that's happening. You you may as well accept that. Pocket yep. the death triangle is going to die. Um, yeah. So Taz on his weird wee platform. Uh, we got Ricky Starks <laughs> and Hook coming out to celebrate. Uh, uh, Ricky Starks winning the FTW title off of uh, Brian Cage they have a whole marching band around the outside talking absolute bollocks about Cage Cage comes running out, hits a guy with a trombone breaks a bass drum over a guy's head um, and then Ricky Starks and Hook run away good shit yep. <laughs> yeah, Cage that. is super pissed now <laughs> and Cage's new music starts with the Terminator theme yeah, he got, a, he got, he got the pop that time I was like, they're not in uh, Texas now, so it's everyone's on Cage's side. Um, yeah. and then we get uh, we get a fucking pre recorded uh message from uh Hiroshi Tanahashi who is challenging yeah. uh Lance Archer for the IWGP United States Championship. That is, I believe, going to be at New Japan's next event, not on Dynamite. So, we're not gonna have Tanahashi on Dynamite, I don't think. Uh, which is I a shame. They said, uh... Yeah, so it's a shame. Just to jump forward, then uh, Moxie then cut a fucking excellent promo on Tanahashi. I said, the second I lose the belt, there you come challenging for it. And that was after you for weeks. Um, 
and he gives off about not being able to get over to Japan and that. Um, so so that was that was good shit as well. Um, <clears throat> we next up we have Santana Ortiz versus FTR, which has been oh. built up so well. Uh, and was going so well. Um, it was yeah. like FTR doing the old school cutting off the ring and just making a real show of cutting off the ring. I love the way they do that. Um, yep. And then something went wrong. Cash Wheeler, is that the right one? Really wrong. Um, came off the turnbuckle to the outside and he disappears. And then you see him going over towards the doctor and, and ducking down. And you're like, ah, so, uh, and everything gets really slow in the ring. And then mm-hmm. uh, Dax does a what old school brain buster on, uh, yep. on Ortiz, Ortiz and pins him for the three. And you're like, what? What? Wait. And then you, you see outside is uh, uh, Cash Wheels just pushing blood out of his arm. Um, so apparently it's like a, a, a deep gash. He caught his arm on, on the metal part on the, the turnbuckle. Um, it's not serious, but they, they called the audible and said, right, no, he's bleeding too heavily here. We need to, need to stop. Mm. Uh, real shame. Cause that it's a crying shame. I, that, that match was built up so well, it was going to be amazing. And then had to cut it short with sort of half-assed finish. You could see as well, like Santana Ortiz is like Ortiz's lines sparked out, and then like Santana talking to him, they're always going, "What's wrong?" What's like him looking back over at uh, over at uh, Cash Wheeler and all like they looked worried. Everyone was fucking. Mm. Uh, but it's better to like. I think they've learned that lesson after the you know the Matt Hardy incident is like just don't yep, take yep. chances if you got the, the injuries. Just just fucking do whatever you can to stop the match and. Uh, get that person seen to. Um, so our next match we have Lance Archer versus Hikaleo, who is the son of Haku, and Haku was there. That was fucking amazing. Fucking Haku. But before that, actually, I'm skipping ahead again. Um, we had an announcement where uh, Tony Giovanni announced. That on the 20th of August, uh, which is the second episode of Rampage, I think, will be called The First Dance. Yes. Um, which, and will take place at the United Center in Chicago. Um, and if you don't know, the United Center is where Money in the Bank 2011 took place. Which is the, uh, the infamous scene of uh, CM Punk winning the WWE title and fucking off out of WWE. Kayfabe. Um, and the chance of uh, CM Punk rang out in the, the the crowd when they when they showed that uh, showed that building. So if they don't have CM Punk there, you're gonna have a riot in your hands, boys. Just saying. So you better come. You better come through this time. Is it, they're really hinting at him, like right. And then right after that, we have Alex Marvez interviewing Darby Allen. Um, and he says. Uh, the greatest wrestlers come to AEW to prove it, even if you think you're the best in the world. Oh. Fuck <laughs> And CM Punk has said, like, he was asked who would he like to, uh, at AEW, who he would like to wrestle. One of the guys he said was Darby Allen. 
That was that was oh, one, shit. one of his picks. Oh. Anyway, on on to the so more. Did you pop when that happened? Fucking right, I did. But it's like <laughs> like I like the rumors started. And I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be like last time this happened two years ago and never materialized. And then it's like, oh right, there, there's more actual tangible evidence here now. And it's they've mm. like. It's basically tell tell me you've booked CM Punk without actually saying you booked CM Punk at this point. You know it's it's happening. Um, so yeah, this Lance Archer match, uh, two big men, one of them very green. It was that that wasn't that great. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. The, very one slow. of my favorite parts was Haku getting involved. Mm. Pop up. <laughs> Like the referee seen as well, right? When Jr. is like the referee sees it, what's he gonna do about it? It's Haku. <laughs> he will fucking murder you. <laughs> Partly Haku, he's a really nice guy too. So it's like that's the thing. That's the craziest thing about him. I remember just off topic very quickly. Bob Holly was being interviewed, and he was all, "If you were in a tank, would you still fight Haku?" And he's all, "Only if you give me a pistol with a bullet in it, so I can shoot myself <laughs> if I missed." <laughs> um. So next we had Malachi Black attacking Cody Rhodes backstage. Um. Uh, Cody needs to accept that he's a heel in this rivalry. <laughs> Yeah, like, really, like especially this time, too. Like, too many people are behind Malachi Black, but I like what they did to get the crowd to boo him. It's like, yes. send yes. out Fuego to get kicked in the face. <laughs> God, Fuego's so over. It's crazy. I love that that's what they did, though. It's uh, like, great. Oh, the crowd's cheering him too much. Send out Fuego. I knew it was. See, when I saw Fuego come out, I was like, oh, no, no, Fuego, don't. You're going to die. <laughs> Uh, so poor Fuego gets his head kicked off and the crowd instantly turns on Malachi <laughs> um, uh, and then after that we had is me- it mad though that it was Cody that got Fuego over if you think about it all the mad shit he did on the vlog I, I definitely had a big, big part to play in it you know just bring out his personality uh, and now and the crowd so- likes Fuego more than Cody yeah <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking uh, spot on. Uh, then we have a quick uh, mirror promo on Lee Johnson. He talks about his double jointed wife. Um, <laughs> Lee Johnson's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And then we have uh, a fucking unstoppable beast. The trios match between uh, Christian Cage, uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus versus uh, HFO. Party family office, which is mm. private party and uh Angelico. Is um is Jackie Evans injured or some shit? Uh I think he may have just twisted a was it his he done something to his, his leg in his last match, I think. So I think right. he's just out for a while. I don't think he's like badly hurt, but I, I did hear he twisted something. Yeah. He's nursing something. Um not much of this match. I, is, Butch. Uh, I haven't seen Butch in ages either. Yeah, uh, he could be banned stuff. It happens. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Jesus, this just in. Ric Flair has been released. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking breaking news. There you go. Um, right, so 
this match was just uh, like continuing on the the Christian Cage Matt Hardy stuff. Um, mm. Christian gets a pair of brass knuckles in the face from from Blade. Um, <laughs> we had uh, Thunder Rosa versus Julia Hart. Um, so Thunder Rosa I didn't get this match. You didn't get it. Well, like, I don't understand don't why. why. I get Thunder Rosa's been signed. Yeah, that's all. Was that? Like Julia that's... Hart. Yeah, but probably Julia Hart. You, you you were never buying that she was ever even going to stand a chance. But but I think they do have the like the so someone there has high hopes for. So they like putting her on TV. Like you uh, you get a spot okay. on spot on Dynamite. That's you know big deal. Um, but it's uh, pretty cool. The Thunder Rosa's signed now. Yeah, yeah. Um, not much. So this is like here's what we're really here for. Then the um. The main event, Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho in a nose rules match. Nick Gage is a maniac who does deathmatch wrestling, holds nothing back. And I was incredibly surprised by how fucking full on this went. This was light tubes. This was panes mm-hmm. of glass. This was pizza cutter to the face. Dear God, um, this was, a de- th- this was a death match. I know Jericho did not mm-hmm. have to do this. Um, and this nope. this kind of made Nick Gage. This is like you you were just on on you know major TV doing your deathmatch shit, which is probably something he's always wanted to do because he's a big proponent of this, is of it being, you know, mm-hmm. an actual legitimate thing. Um and I, th- I I enjoyed the match. I like usually that kind of stuff isn't up. isn't for me. And but they told a story with it. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously that story being, you know, Jericho being completely out of his element, never done anything like this before and it's wearing him down. Um, and yeah, just some of the spots in this are fucking crazy. I never thought they'd do the, the glass stuff because of the, mm. you know, crowd run, run the ring. Um, Nick Gage does not do fake glass. <laughs> So that nope. pane of glass that they went through, that was an actual pane of glass. Uh, those light tubes. I was thinking oh, Jericho was yep. underneath it and he fucking just moonsaulted through it. Aye. Uh, uh, was uh, he, uh, it was a Hurricane Rana um, to Nick Gage, wasn't Sorry. it? Sorry. Uh. Oh, that's right, because <laughs> uh, Jericho managed to fight him off. Yes, and he uh, Hurricane Rana Nick Gage through it. Um, but yeah, Jesus. Um so it ends up so Jericho's in his pain maker persona he does the uh, the green mist um, at one point where Cage's gonna uh, hit him with light tubes and then Judas effect finishing him off uh, MJF on commentary going fucking nuts um, <clears throat> but yeah the, like let's just talk about the uh, the pizza cutter real quick here because mm-hmm. Jesus you couldn't have planned this during now, we didn't see this because we're international watching it on Fight TV. We don't get adverts. Mm-hmm. On TNT, during the part where Nick Cage is cutting the fuck out of Chris Jericho's head with a pizza cutter, what advert comes on? Fucking Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Dear <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, it is perfect. Like, you know, uh, but apparently Domino's Pizza not crazy about this. Um, so they, they were threatening to pull their advertising uh, because they're so fucking disgrace. Even though this has got them 
so much more publicity than if that yes. was just a normal match and their advert came on. Um, but there's been speculation that maybe someone at WWE was ringing around different, possibly ringing around uh, TNT sponsors at the time and different journalists to try and get them to make a big deal out of this to try and encourage sponsors to pull their sponsorship from TNT. I say, what the fuck <laughs> is this all? What that's, is going on? That's pure Monday Night War shit there. Yeah, that's some some dirty tactics. Um, and I... Uh, like, if that's uh, true, then that's nuts because this was a company that Vince never saw as a uh, competitor. So, so Meltzer reported as well and he's not... Meltzer, like... Love him or hate him, he, he usually doesn't go off half fucking cocked. Um, there's usually no. something to it if he said it. Um, but yeah, you could, <laughs> you could see him like frantically ringing up Domino's like, Oh, dear, the effort's on, boys. Cut the more pizza cutter. <laughs> okay. Oh. But um, yeah, guys have been having fun with this. Um, Matt Cardona, who just beat Nick Gage in a in a death match for the GCW title, um, was tweeting out pictures of him eating Domino's with a pizza cutter in his hand. Um, and Pap's blue, blue ribbon, uh, the American beer company, uh, immediately was like, if Domino's pull out, we'll take their spot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, possibly we're having a whole thing with Matt Cardona. So, um, yeah, they don't mind, mind a bit of blood and guts wrestling. Mm. Yeah. So Jericho passes the uh, second labor of Jericho, um, and MJF announces his next match, which is none other than Juventud Guerrera. Fucking blast from the, the fucking past there. That's uh, yeah, that's a crazy one there. Like he obviously like Jericho yeah, had I... a big rivalry with Juventud and WCW. Yeah. So, uh, Do you think that's why Jericho's been doing the top rope hurricane runners in his last few matches? Maybe. Maybe. Getting ready for Hoovey. Hey, uh, it, it, it could well be. <laughs> it's like, but what can, what can Hooventube do these days? I, I don't know what he's at. Is he still... I, know, I, I, didn't, I honestly didn't think he was still alive. I thought Hooventube Guerrero had died. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, well, he's still alive. Because he's on time. Oh, there we go. <laughs> fucking hell. Imagine he came out, he's ripped his fucking look at me. There's a chance. He but... must be the same age as Jericho. Oh, my two old boys trying to do luchador stuff might might not work out so well. <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows indeed? Um, I, saw the, I saw someone make this point. Uh, it's not more. It's more of an interpretation of the five labors of Jericho. Is that each opponent is representing something different in Jericho's career? Um, being right, Sean Spears, Canadian wrestler, uh, represents his time starting wrestling in Canada. Um, Nick Gage, uh, deathmatch hardcore wrestler, is his time at uh, ECW, um, and then obviously Hooventud representing his time at uh, at WCW. So, who's going to be next? 
Who's going to be four? Big Show? Paul White? That was literally what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, could it be? Could be. That'd be pretty cool. And there's a lot of people out there wondering... If that's, how, if that's what this meant. Uh, there's a lot of people out there wondering, oh, what's the fifth labor then? It's like, it's, it's MGF. Come on, guys, keep yeah, up. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's... That's the whole fucking point for this. Um, but yeah, I, I like that this isn't just him fighting his way through the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been nowhere near as good. Because that's what I assumed it was going to be when he said about the five labors of Jericho. It would be like, uh, you have to fight through the pinnacle. And then obviously, Sean Spears being the first one, I was like, well, it's going that way. But then when last week he brought out Nick Cage, I was like, whoa, right, okay. Mm. So this is going to be a whole thing. All right, so the juice. Will he be maskless? You kind of have to be. You can't put the mask back on, really. No, he, he lost his mask, didn't he? To Jericho, wasn't it? I what think it? you're right. What if Jericho comes out with a mask? <gasps> totally should. <laughs> I still, I still have this. Uh. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, great episode. Aye, definitely nothing, nothing to, nothing to complain about. That was was a fantastic episode. That first match, Jesus Christ. Um... It's a shame about the the FTR Santana Ortiz match. Do you reckon they'll do a rematch for that? I reckon they will get an hour go. Definitely. Definitely. I hope so. I, I, they've, there was always going to be multiple matches between those guys anyway, I think. Um, that's one of those rivalries where mm. you come back to every, you know, every now and again mm. and build it up over a number of years. But I don't think... We're not going to see that match again next week. Like, it's going to be a one. No, 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 no. <clears throat> you wouldn't want to. No, definitely not. Um, hi. So, I think that's everything. Is that everything? Call that an episode. <laughs> well, other than the other small news... Well, I say small news. Fucking Frankie Gazarian showed up on Impact again for the first time in a couple of years. Oh, aye. Aye. Um, forbidden Door. All that jazz. Aye. He's teaming with Sammy Callahan. Oh yeah, I just pointed out one one more punk reference um, was oh. when MJF uh, started cutting his promo on Jericho. He's like, while you're lying there, um, that was a reference to the pipe bomb. The oh, yeah. that CM Punk promo where CM Punk opened that. It's like John Cena while you're sitting there as uncomfortable as you can possibly be. Um, so yeah, that was that was his own reference. So so many CM Punk references. If this doesn't happen, I like what are you playing at? <laughs> but it's, I think they're making it fairly obvious that it will. But I exciting time to be watching wrestling. I. Mm-hmm. Well, I might go to Domino's now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Gage. But tell Domino's that you only bought Domino's because of Nick Gage. <laughs> so then they'll be I like... The Nick Gage special. It comes with a free pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and covered in glass. <laughs> right, people, we are going right. to get out of here. 
Um, thanks for listening as always, and we'll be back again next week where we'll find out what new shit Activision's been up to. <laughs> Until then, see you later. Bye.